What's going on guys? God bless and welcome to day 29 of one proverb a day, which means yes, we are in chapter 29 of 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs and Wow, guys, we are officially three chapters away from completing a book in the Bible. And to me, we can do a lot of, we can have a lot of accomplishments and reach many goals. But this is just, this is something that I think everyone should really just kind of dig into and appreciate. Just take the time to appreciate what you're doing. You're not so much fulfilling my dreams here at Hope Ministries. You're not fulfilling a man's, you know, um, I guess pleasure what you're really doing is you're connecting with God like you're really reading the Word of God right and that's just growing it's helping us grow closer in understanding and wisdom and just everything when it comes to a relationship with him so I'm super proud of you um, if you've been following along if you're just joining in now don't worry about it go back there take some time to read the prior chapters because all of this is very edifying and uh, it's just been quite an experience from the beginning till now. Also, that being said, guys, I do also want to um, let you guys know that yesterday was our series finale of Diving Deeper at True Encounter Young Adults. And uh, it was an amazing class. If you have some time, check it out on Facebook. God just gave me a tremendous word to share with the team and the family. And uh, a lot of people, including myself, left that class yesterday just edified and and just some something that was missing was just completely uh filled and the emptiness was just substituted with god's beautiful grace and even led into today today was an amazing day at work um also i went to my mother-in-law's house and she cooked me a beautiful tremendous delicious deal um deal dinner i meant to say meal and also I had dinner in my mind, so I said deal. That's why I said that word, but it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, she made some oxtails. She made some rice con gandules. Um, you know, she she gave me a little flan cake. She gave me a gift. I mean, she just did so much, and it was just so awesome because even with that, my wife also gave me my one of my last gifts, which was uh, my Burberry brick cologne. So, man, October's been quite a month, including this podcast and birthdays and celebrations. I'm super grateful for everything that's been happening. That being said, guys, you're not here to get an update of my life, but we're here to read the book of Proverbs. So open up your Bibles, your Androids, whatever you have, your Apple products, and let's get ready to read this. Um, if you haven't followed in the past two chapters, I've been reading out of the Passion Translation, so that's where I'll be, but you can choose what translation, I guess, fits you best. Chapter 29, verse 1 says, Stubborn people who repeatedly refuse to accept correction will suddenly be broken and never recover. Uh, my wife, uh, she uh, she tells me a lot that I, I get to the point where I'm too extreme and I use the words never and always too often, not leaving any margin for error or margin for uh, a possibility for something else to take place. And she's absolutely right. I do want to take those words out of my vocabulary because the reality is things can happen. However, I love how it says people who refuse to accept correction. So if you're constantly refusing to accept correction, you will you will um, suddenly be broken and never recover. So again, that word never here does have that weight and that volume and that depth of its meaning, which is you're never going to recover if you don't change the stubborn attitude. So change that and you'll see how things change around you. Two, everyone rejoices when the lovers of God flourish. But when the people groan, but the people groan when the wicked rise to power. No one wants to see a wicked man in power. Look at history as the greatest example. But even looking around now in our present, anyone who's wicked and is in power 
has their own agenda, has their own motives, and quite frankly, makes your life that much harder. Uh, three, when you love wisdom, your father's overjoyed. But when you associate with prostitutes, you waste your wealth in exchange for disgrace. Man, when this word prostitutes in this verse, not necessarily, you know, street corners and escorts and things of that nature. This means anything that's vile, anything that's evil. When you associate with those things, you're just wasting your wealth uh, and exchanging it for disgrace. So be very careful about what you're doing uh, with your life, not only with your finances, but with your soul, your spirit, your emotions, and all the things that are not only on the outside, but on the inside. Four, a godly leader who values justice is a great strength and example to the people. But the one who sells his influence for money tears down what is right. Again, this is so, it's so, that's why like for me, voting is so essential right now for the believers. You know, again, I'm not going to sit here and start talking about why Trump, why, I'm, why Trump is getting my vote as a Christian or believer. The reality is Biden is not a representative at all of the kingdom and he does not have my vote. And quite frankly, will never have my vote. Um, just the way he represents pretty much evil. That's just so much, you know, his weird motives and what he's pro, whatever. No, he's just a person that clearly does not align with the justice um, of what God uh, pretty much says. And even though Trump is crazy and has no self-control, I do believe the Holy Spirit can help him get through what he has to do and be our leader for the modern moment, for the time and for the near future. So, you know. Don't look for someone who sells his influence for money. Don't look for someone who's trying to get fame just because he wants fame, not because he's wise or he impacts the people. You know, we always want people who are walking in the principles of God to be in leadership. Five, flattery can often be used as a trap to hide ulterior motives and take advantage of you. Listen, if you're broken inside and you don't really have much identity, you have no self-confidence, you're kind of struggling to just, you know, um, just look in the mirror and love who you are. People will actually use flattery uh, as a manipulative motive to kind of take advantage of you. So be very careful that your circle of trust or friends are not just a group of people who are using flattering words and nice, you know, empty nothing sayings, sweet nothing, so to speak. Make sure you're around people who are edify you and speaking with depth with the words they choose. Six, the wicked always have a trap laid for others, but the lovers of God escape as they sing and shout in joyous triumph. That's right. Sometimes you got to worship and praise right through it. You might see the snare. You might see the traps. You might see the manipulation. You might see it all. Just worship and praise right through it. You won. We have Jesus. That's it. We're in triumph mode. Seven, God's righteous people will pour themselves out for the poor. But the ungodly make no attempt to understand or help the needy. Interesting. The ungodly actually kind of, they, they more than likely than not, will use the needy and the poor as pawn pieces. Simply to move around and to manipulate and to try to show the middle class or um, upper class that we're here to help everybody. And we're here to, to just change communities and help the poor areas and help these these broken places get better but the reality is they don't care they don't understand those are just political sayings but the righteous people of god pour themselves out i love it they pour themselves out like an offering to the poor and to the needy verse 8 is titled you can't argue with a fool Oof, highlight just that if you have our reading at the passion translation try to highlight that you can't argue with the fool 
Why not? Verse 8. Arrogant cynics love to pick fights, but the humble and wise love to pursue peace. You can tell them both apart by using this very algorithm. Some like to fight, some like to seek peace. 9. There is no use in arguing with the fool. For his ranting and raving prevent you from making a case and settling the argument in a calm way. Even if you have the upper hand, even if you're spitting facts, even if you're speaking absolute truth, at some point they'll get intolerant, they'll get immature, they'll get childish, and you can't even execute or speak or communicate in a calm way. So just get away from there. 10. Violent men hate those with integrity, but the lovers of God esteem those who are holy. Violent men hate those integrity. I mean, I feel like the, the reason why this verse is, is what it's saying is I feel like people who just have no self-control and no self-discipline and they don't really see their, their dreams or whatever their plans come to fruition. They look at people with integrity and I would say they're intimidated, but they're also very uh, jealous and angry um, towards these people because quite frankly, they're not really getting what they want. And people with integrity and character will advance further than any man who just deeply desires to get what he wants just because he thinks he deserves it. Um, verse 11. You can recognize fools by the way they give full vent of their rage and their words and let their words fly. But the wise bite their tongue and hold back all they can say. I'm not glad you're pretty guilty of this. Sometimes I get really upset with my wife or people close to me. And, and don't get me wrong, I, I'm working towards the positive side for sure. Um, I think the pendulum has swung in favor of me um, holding my tongue and biting my tongue. But, you know, sometimes, man, that rage comes out, guys. And, and I'll, if, if you've been there, that's a display of foolishness and immaturity, to be honest with you. And the best way to understand how to overcome that is the Holy Spirit. You know, he really wants us to be there uh, partnering with him. They say, Lord, take this from me because all I want to do is rage out. But I know your wisdom can, can hold me down, so to speak, and just allow me to do something positive here than negative or toxic. 12. When leaders listen to false accusations, their associates become scoundrels. Hmm. Listen, guys, you might not be a leader, but maybe you're around a leader and you're influencing your decisions and you're helping them. Maybe in, in, your, in your young adult class, your church, your, your job, your career, um, wherever you're at, just don't be that guy who's just spitting out false accusations to kind of twist and turn the, the person you're around, the leader, his mind. Be someone who's truthful. Don't do that. 13. Poor people and their oppressors have only one thing in common. God made them both. Interesting. Oppressors think they rule over the poor. But the reality is you're both made by God. 14. The best insurance for a leader's longevity is to demonstrate justice for the poor. Huh. I think nowadays, especially the word leader, everyone kind of wants to have fame, recognition, a lot of followers. They want to be all over social media. They want to be well liked. They want to be popular. But the reality is, uh, the sign of a of a great leader you know, is the best insurance for. Um, I'm sorry. The, you know, well, sorry. One second. The best insurance for a leader's longevity is to demonstrate justice for the poor. Um, you will, you want to be a successful leader, not just for a, a, sh a small sample size but for a long time, even leaving a legacy behind, um, you gotta definitely favor the people who are in need and really trying to understand how to help them, not just trying to give charities to look good for people. 
Um, 15. Experiencing many corrections and rebukes will make you wise, but if you let your own way, but if you if left to your own ways, you'll bring disgrace to your parents. This is interesting. Do me a favor, highlight this verse because I feel like a lot of people think that when they're experiencing corrections and rebukes a lot, they're like, oh, I'm just a mess up and I never do anything right. And they kind of twist it and they kind of listen to the conniver of all connivers, the manipulator, the devil, and Satan and demons that he has that kind of just distort everything that you hear from but you know to be honest with you if you're receiving that a lot that's good because the reality is you're learning from your mistakes and people are counseling you and helping you through but if it were really left to you to change i mean think about it. a lot of us we are our own judge jury and an executioner right so you're not going to come down hard on you and you're going to be like hey made a mistake just do it a little different next time no truth is you we need people there to hold us accountable and to help us get through things because if we're up to us, we get lazy quite often and won't bring the hammer down to really reach our maximum potential. 16. When the wicked are in power, lawlessness abounds, but the patient lovers of God <coughs> sorry, will one day watch in triumph as their stronghold topples. Correct your child and one day you'll find he has changed and will bring you great delight. You can highlight 17 not only because it's a phenomenal number, but I am a product of this. My parents corrected me and they showed me the ways of their testimony and their faith. And honestly, that that one day came where I had my encounter and it brought delight for sure. You know, so I can definitely attest to that. Um, 18. When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. Man, where there's no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. When there is not a vision constantly being built, constantly being executed, especially within a community or a town or a people, eventually going to wander away because the reality is all of us from within are yearning, regardless of where you're at at or what you're doing we're yearning spiritually to we're just hungry for for the spiritual you know and i feel like when you know, the second part says when you follow the revelation of the word heaven's bliss fills your soul we all want a filling love of the word say yesterday we were reading and it says that we know that we are in the decay, the, the 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 grossness, the grotesque nature of sin right now. That we're bound to it, you know, and we want to be set free from it. So all of us just are looking for a, a fullness, not so much just things, because we eat things and take things as if they're temporary substitutes. But the reality is, we want something eternal. So make sure wherever you're at right now, if you are running a ministry or a church or a business. Make sure there's clear vision, man, that everyone knows where this bus or train is going. 19. A stubborn servant can't be corrected by words alone. For even if he understands, he pays no attention to you. Interesting, right? Don't you have you ever gotten to the point where you corrected people and they they look at you and they're like, and you've had the conversation where they actually exchange a affirmation of what they just received, like, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. But they just go right back to what they're doing. The reality is they're not paying attention because they're refusing to understand. So don't waste your time with that. 20. There's only one kind of person who is worse than a fool. The impetuous one who speaks without thinking first. Man, I think a lot of us can take this and say, Lord, 
help me today with thinking first and then speaking because reality is when you speak without anything in your mind coming together and just being formulated and articulated appropriately with a sprinkle of wisdom and a, and a little you know dash of 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 uh, understanding trust me you'll say things are a lot more edifying rather than just your raw emotions um we are now on verse 21. If you pamper your servants, don't be surprised when they expect to be treated as sons. Interesting. Hmm. I'm going to really meditate. I'm not about you guys, but I want to meditate on that because if you pamper your servants, don't be surprised when they expect to be treated as sons. Just boundaries, right? You got to set boundaries there. Shout out to Laura and the True Encounter Girls reading that book. 22. The source of strife is found in an angry heart, for sin surrounds the life of a furious man. Wow. Again, it's just all, it really will come down to sin surrounds. Sin is just uh, it's the epicenter of all things negative and toxic. That's why we should really avoid sin at all costs. 23. Lift yourself up with pride and you will soon be brought low. But a meek and humble spirit will add to your honor again. Pride is something we're all just fighting with and we're contending with because the reality is we don't want to be left behind in the popularity train and we don't want to be looked at as someone who's incapable of holding down their own or whatever the case may be, but you'll be brought low. So don't bring yourself up. Just keep doing what you're doing. Keep grinding. Be humble about it. Don't, don't you know, choose your words wisely and that meek and humble spirit will add honor to you. 24 you are you are your own worst enemy when your partner when you partner with a thief for a curse of guilt will come upon you when you fail to report a crime wow you're your own worst enemy i think all of us have been there at one point right 25 fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back but when you place your confidence in the lord you will be seated in a high place. Fear and intimidation are a trap that hold you back. Man, can you guys right now give me an amen or count how many times the devil has tried to fear, strike fear into you and intimidate you from doing things and that hold you back eventually and it frustrates you. But when you place your confidence in the Lord, you think you can run through anything in life and you'll be seated like that. You'll be put in heavenly places. You'll have that feeling, that that sense of, of, of I am with the King of Kings and I can do all things. So don't let fear and intimidation trap you. Come on. We're seated in, we're, the word says in Colossians, we're seated in heavenly places up there with our God, with Jesus, who intercedes and loves us and is everything we need. Last final two verses. Everyone curries favor with leaders, but God is the judge and justice comes from him. 27. The wicked hate those who live a godly life, but the righteous hate injustice wherever it's found. Yin and yang, opposites, spirit and flesh. The righteous don't like the evil ones, and the evil ones don't like the righteous. That was quite an interesting chapter, and I think there's a lot there that we can kind of revise and go back and read into and look at different translations. And, more, you know, above all, too, pray. You know, pray and say, God, like, you know, reveal to me what was happening in that chapter deeper than just the words we heard. Uh, you know, it, it, maybe there's something in my life that I can really connect it to, you know, and I want to know that very thing. So with that being said, guys, make sure you guys read it again. Make sure you guys eat of that, that daily bread of today. And I hope just beyond just your flesh, but your spirit, it would satisfy anything you needed today from the word of God. 
Guys, that wraps up chapter 29. Please, I'll see you back here tomorrow for chapter 30. I love you guys. God bless you. And until tomorrow, have a safe night and sleep well.